rolling. What's happening? Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> that wasn't Andy's alter ego. <laughs> That's our good buddy, Dr. Jesse Riley, the MDC, modern-day chiropractor himself. In back the flesh. In the flesh, back in town. How's it going, sir? Great. After, uh, I won't disclose how many drinks I've had, but it's going great. Drinks plural. Drinks plural. I've had some tacos. Uh, I flew in a few hours ago and just been hanging out with you guys. Yeah, we're back at the East Nashville Beer Works. And for those of you who haven't heard us reference Dr. Jesse Riley before, he is actually the impetus for Andy and I getting together. Yeah. Oh, that's actually true. Romantically. I, I actually did not know that. Uh, or I forgot to remember that, I suppose. Uh, so I started with you, Andy. Yeah. We uh, went on a mandate. We had a couple clients that we shared together. Right. And I reached out. And I think it all started with, honestly, the FMS, if I'm being honest. I think you're right. Great cook. Yeah. Oh, man. And we shared burgers. Where did we go? We went to that Burger Up, but the one in East Nashville over here. It got hit by the tornado, but Burger Up? Burger Up. We talked about this last week. Burger Up. We went to Burger Up. Was this on the podcast last week? It was. Well, the one that'll publish as of this recording, the one that published last week. Right. If you're listening, last week's publication. Right. Publication. (laughs) So, all this to say, um, Jesse, if you don't mind just giving some context for what it is that you do, please elucidate us. I would love to. Um, If I was doing an elevator pitch, I would say that I was a movement therapist. And the way that I, the reason I say that is because it sparks additional questions, right? Sure. Because what, and I feel like this is with all of us, right? I'm setting the tone for actually the topic of what we're talking about. <laughs> Please do. Somebody has to. How do you define what you do? How do you define what you do? Yeah. Honestly? Because we do more than what we actually, our title is on our business card, if you know what I mean, right? Sure. I just tell people I get them jack and tan. <laughs> and podcast over. <laughs> That's it. Um, Boom. I think... Well, you bring up a good a good line of conversation in that in the fitness and wellness industry, roles are not super duper defined. And because people come in with a whole host of goals and a whole host of maladies yeah. that we are that they're just kind of thrown on our table to deal with. Yeah. We deal with them. Yeah. So like we each have our respective specialties, certifications, education, licenses, right? But at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is what our clients and students and patients say about their experience. Whoa, baby. We just took it a layer deep. So I so this is this is why like testimonials and client feedback is so important because oh, I could tell you what I do all day, but I would rather I would rather it come from the horse's mouth. Let me shed light on what client ABC has to say about 
what they've experienced or what I do. Andy, have you ever sat down with like current clients or past clients and just literally asked them like, what do I do for you? Or at least got some type of idea of like, what do you mean to them? Um, I've never like asked, but like unsolicited, I've had people like, like Joel, our, our client that we shared. That's it, Huh? That's it, Yeah. <laughs> it, well, for you, not for me. <laughs> okay, this is you, how we you get have Jesse's license license shirt. Jesse's shirt, shirt. Jesse's shirt I'm, by I'm, the collar and I'm, throws him under the bus. Right, I'm licensed to ill over here. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Um, so, a shared client. She, so we had been working on a lot, you know, fundamentals, like basics, push-ups, deadlifts, squats, whatever. And she hated every bit of it. She did. Like, she she was consistent. She showed up and she did the work, but she really didn't love it. Can I add something real quick? Yes. She's so strong, too. Like, honestly, like... She is super strong. Oh, God. If that woman could realize her potential, holy cow. So I think we started to get there, and one day she came in and she said something to the effect of, I love what we're doing and the progress that we're making because I'm starting to see exercise as an expression of movement, as an expression of abilities, of things that I can do. And this, she is wonderful, a wonderful woman. But she had, you know, aches and pains here and there that were very persistent and very debilitating. And so it could be difficult at times. She had difficulty at times, or we'd have to modify or whatever. And here's the the irony of this is that I would try to modify. She says, no, I'll do it. I'm like, well, we can do something else. She's like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And so for her, so she unsolicited came in and was like, I love what we're doing because it's an expression of what I'm capable of, what my body is capable of doing. So I wouldn't say that I've ever asked, like, um, try to gain this feedback, mm-hmm. but I had been told similar feedback from other people. Yeah. I should ask more often. What about you, Zach? Have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went through a... Uh, every year or so, I kind of go through a phase where I will send questionnaires to clients, and that's exactly the only prompts I will put out is, how would you describe me to a friend? How, you know, what was your mentality or... What was your position before we started working together and how would you describe it now? Mm-hmm. So very much the same thing. I think really when it comes down to it, Andy, I think this particular quote unquote, whatever her name is example, which is not her real name, right? No way, nope. made up name. All right? made up asterisk, name. HIPAA, asterisk. Um, I, think, I think you're getting at the fundamental thing that I know I'm always looking for in in client progress and client change is now I see the capabilities of my body. Whether you're talking about someone who is coming in from an injury or someone who has never trained before or someone who's never had a great relationship with working out or even someone who's very accomplished in exercise and they get a whole new perspective on what their body could do, can do, how things can feel better, how they can grow as a athlete of everyday life, let's say. So, 
I think no matter where you're at in this wild west industry of health, wellness, fitness, etc., I think that's that's the most special thing. I think what's funny is I haven't actually told you what I do yet. I was I was going to. <laughs> I was hoping you would ask it. You're, you're a movement <laughs> specialist. We got it. <laughs> so to say, well, that's a long, convoluted way of avoiding the question you, that I asked. You've listened to this podcast enough because you're a super fan. That I am a super fan. We're really good at tangenting, like tangenting, and then coming full circle back. So yes, we're back. What do you do? So if you were to ask me, what did you get your degree in? I would say that I got my doctorate in chiropractic. I practice as an evidence-based chiropractor. So I would, uh, see this is the thing, as I've talked to a a lot of clients that I work with and the ones that I feel like kind of get it, right? And um, one of them really stuck out to me and they said, non-traditional chiropractor. And I was like, that's super fascinating because everybody has an idea of what a chiropractor is, right? Sure. Like you put bones back into place and you kind of heard my my voice and you didn't see me, but I air quoted. (laughs) Um, Which means that I don't necessarily believe in that. I'm much more of a person who believes in the biomechanics of movement and I use concepts like loading capacity to kind of explain how people have pain. And that kind of predicates their rehab honestly like what are you good at what are you not good at what do we need you to be good at to get out of what you're going through and then we do it but I also feel like we're all to some degree managing a personality or a person in front of us and that's the hard part right and that's where I feel like um, if I'm being honest there's not really a a, a huge difference between us, in my opinion. But I'm—I want to hear what you. Apart guys from think. your stunning good looks. He's so—he's so good looking. If we're, if we're saying good looks, then Yo. we're certainly not talking about body composition. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good looking. You're yeah. a beautiful soul, Jesse. I'm just distracted. You, over you he has soul. got a great smile. Wow. Just, all I'm going to do Go is. <laughs> I'm going to take this audio clip and, and cut out Zach and I's voice and just listen to yours at night when I'm sleeping. Oh, wow. Some I, ASMR. You, so... <laughs> so don't be afraid to get close. As much as you guys have talked about how I am a super fan, I am a super fan. Um, I should explain that typically they put their podcast out on Friday. And I like to either run or at least go to the gym. I, I either run to the gym or go to the gym. And I work out and I listen to their podcast. And uh, I shit you not, like probably two weeks ago, I played episode one or two, and you brought up the same thing. That Zach has an ASMR type. <laughs> he does, God. <laughs> He really does. You both do. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, yeah, come on now. Do. There can only be one. Is <laughs> what you're saying I have to pick? By the end of this episode, I'll pick. Okay, all right. Well, thank you so much for saying so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep my bassy tones. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah. So, you are kind of what I would consider a non-traditionally practicing chiropractor. Correct. And uh, that's, pardon the siren. Hopefully can't. I mean, it wouldn't be a podcast without one. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) Um, So, that's, if, if, if someone was paying attention, they 
heard me refer to you as MDC, the Modern Day Chiropractor, that's your website, that's your brand, that's your tagline, if you will. Yeah. With the caveat. Okay. So I should just make it public, I suppose. Um, so my, my clinic is Modern Movement Clinic. Oh, yeah. But I would say the long uh, pipe dream that I have is to help kind of inspire either chiropractic students who felt the same way that I did uh, when I was going through chiropractic school of like, I don't feel like I belong here. Mm. Or even PT students too. Um, and I say that because I think we all got close to the same schooling in the sense of the nuts and bolts. But PT obviously got a a much better education like post-op rehab and that sort of thing which you know I wish that we would have um, but I will also say with the caveat that PTs now are taking continuing education credits on manipulation and, and that sort of thing so that's kind of why I almost like tied the conversation into we're all kind of doing the same thing sure because I like to do strength training programming that's what your guys' bread and butter is. Mm -hmm. You guys are so much more knowledgeable than I am on that because I'm a newbie. I'm a newbie. I'm an infant as far as that goes. But you guys have been doing it for years and years. And I also feel like um, part of it kind of comes down to experience too. Like, at the end of the day, I like to lift. You guys like to lift. Um, I like to run. I work with a lot of runners. And I'm just fascinated by pain, which I do happen to work with a lot of clientele that are in chronic and persistent pain, too. But at the end of the day, like if we were kind of talking earlier about our, our uh, primitive programming, if you will, and we're all kind of built to manage personalities, too. Yep. Yeah, it's the hardest part about writing a program is that... Yeah. We're not working with robots. Totally. We're working with human beings. And so you can write a gorgeous program on paper, but whether or not it actually works in real life. And that's the... So I... I just finger-gunned. Finger, we're all finger-gunning. We're like, we're like, super, we're like that uh, meme with three Spider-Mans. No survivors whatsoever. So... <laughs> East, East Nashville Beer Works. Here, so here's what... To sort of tangent, but also re like relevant to what we're talking about. So, gym update. Oh yeah. I have. Yeah. I have walls. Let it rip. And squat Tater racks chip. and dumbbells, and I have all my shit in, and and everything's built. Everything's built and ready to go. I just need to clean the space. Um, this will be the first time that I've ever operated in a space where I didn't have to accommodate, not my client, or another coach, or whatever. So, like, over the last 10 years, I've worked in environments that has allowed me to operate on the fly really well. This will be the first time I'm ever, like, able to, like, really program and execute like I want to. And so, right. I'm hoping that it goes really well, but given that experience, it allows me to, like, make lateral shifts or check down. I, I've called, I call it checking down. Y'all know football lingo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, a court, you know this, Zach? You know what a check down is as a quarterback? <laughs> Of course, brother. 
for yeah. sounds or 10 yards. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm a, yeah, I know all about this. <laughs> the sports ball lingo. I got so, the rushing yeah, title. Sports ball. So <laughs> in, in sports ball, a quarterback has his go-to receivers for certain plays, and if that receiver's tied up, he checks down to the next receiver, or mm. tight end, or whatever. If they're tied up, checks down, checks down. So I do the same thing in a, in a weird way in the gym when I'm working with real people who are not robots, where I have sort of a goal of what I want to do, and then I check down depending on if they slept like shit or if they drank last night or if they missed last week because they were out of town or whatever. You're the Tom Brady of the weight room. I will yes. not go that far. You heard it here first, mm. folks. I wouldn't go that far. Who's the Drew Bledsoe before the Tom Brady though? I don't, don't even, I'm not that good at sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> he just knows about the sports ball. I just That's know all. about the sports ball. Checking down, yeah, of course. Um, and I think Jesse bringing it back to the whole theme here of what it is that we do and how we all came to run in the same what eventually became the same circle the same tight circle which eventually uh, turned into a triangle the three musketeers if you will well I met you through Maria correct yes so Maria was uh, the owner of Southern Squeeze which was a gym that I uh, worked at and She's FMS, I'm FMS, you're FMS. She she took it upon herself and she was like, hey, you need to meet this guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Maria. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She's, a, so, she's also a super fan. Is she? <laughs> Probably not. I'd be willing to bet a dollar. <laughs> she's on the East Coast now, she's right? Not. I'm pretty sure she's right down the road. Oh, is she? Okay. Is she? Yeah, I think so. I thought she moved. I'm sorry. No, 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 I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. But she introduced us, and we had coffee at Dose at the last table by the back end. In exit. East Nashville, not the one on the other right, side. Right, not not any no. of that right off we're, the highway We're BS. not going to mention the other Dose. No, no, there's only one, and it's on Riverside Drive. <laughs> oh, wait, right there on Riverside Drive, right across from the Mitchell's Deli. Um, and yeah, and you were someone who was like, okay, in this, it's, it, it, it sucks to say, but it's kind of rare to find people, practitioners in this craft, if you will, who you just you just realize is not full of BS, has a you know no nonsense perspective for how to actually train people. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. Is so many people in this industry are either serving some some curriculum, some school of thought, or it's just like I'm just a practitioner of this thing. Or their own ego. Or, yeah. thank you, Andy. Their own <laughs> ego. And very rarely do you get. I don't want to say very rarely, but in it's been my experience where it's it's a less common thing to meet someone in this business who is like, I am someone who serves the client. Someone who serves the person in front of me. The athlete in front of me. And that's why you and I hit it off so quickly. Yeah. So, again, for context, um, you were working at a facility that did chiropractic and 
strength and conditioning was and I on classes. The south side at the time, like Brentwood. Yeah. Or was I in Hendersonville? You were you were at in Brent, Brentwood. Yeah, you were okay. in Bre- okay. yeah you were in Brentwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so soon after we met, because I didn't have anything to fill my 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. hours, um, I got a gig doing the strength and conditioning classes at the same facility that you were practicing out of. Yep. Because that's also when I had moved. Yep, from Charlotte. Um, from, actually, this was my first move from East Nashville to Bellevue. And then you moved back? And then I moved back. So. Yeah, it was better. Yeah. Yeah, kids. <laughs> who, who could live in Bellevue? I, I but, mean, yeah. but all that to say, so it was an easy drive from Bellevue to Brentwood. Uh-huh. And it was when I was training there um, that you and I really hit it off because obviously we were working out of the same facility. Mm-hmm. And it was there that we both really kind of committed to collaborating on oh, Instagram content. Absolutely. So so for my OGs out there, you guys remember all of the videos that Jesse and I made at the old resilient gym. Dude, like I just remember going there on a Sunday and first off we had no idea what either of us wanted to shoot about. But we had a whiteboard that we would sit there right before and we would both just bounce ideas off of each other. What do we want to shoot videos on? Cause we got to shoot, sound familiar? shoot videos <laughs> for the rest of the week. And uh, that's what we would do. I would shoot it on your Sony Alpha 5? 6? Uh, um, Canon G... No, no, you had a Sony. I know for a fact you had a Sony. Did I? Yep. Because you would share it to my phone. I think it was a Canon. No, you're full of... <laughs> Check the tape. Check the tape, people. <laughs> In any case, yes. Yeah, so I had a I had a handheld like yep. vlogging camera. A lot better than uh, mine at the time, which was nothing. Um, and we would just sit there and we would hash out our ideas and then we'd shoot them. And then I would go home for the rest of my Sunday and I would edit those. And then that's what I would put out for the rest of the day or the rest of the week. And yeah, man, wow. I mean, it got us a great head start on Instagram for sure. Yeah. Well, and you guys are both rolling pretty deep in your followership. Yeah, I'm for not. sure. Zach is much, I mean, if we're going to start trying to compare who's numbers. got more muscles than who, <laughs> Zach's got way more than I do in terms of not only just followers on Instagram, he's just robust. You, you, Zach, uh, this is going to turn into a praise session. Um, Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start to <laughs> stick out your chest a little further. <laughs> Zach has done it in a way where he has crossed other platforms. YouTube, Instagram, blog, email, all of it. And I'm super proud of him because it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Like, I just remember us when we were just in our infancy Instagram stage, and I was like, good God. Like, this is so much time. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, first of all, appreciate you saying all that. No worries. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's fun. At, at the end of the day, 
each content platform obviously has its pros and cons, but it's, I mean, it's all about helping people. It's all about helping people in different mediums. And the fun thing about Instagram, especially at the time when we were each really getting traction, yeah, it's, it's, that was kind of at a stage where it's like we still had, I mean, so much maybe new things to say. Because it's like I had never put out. No you one's know, heard our voice before. Right. I had never put out like a Turkish get up tip. And it's like, wow, I have like 80 of them in my back pocket. And now I'm sharing it with And a now lot of I'm clients. finally sharing, you know, sharing those. So that was a really cool time. And I just want to, I mean, first of all, Andy, I've, I've expressed this to you a bunch. I really thank you and appreciate you for sticking with me through this podcast project for now 37 weeks almost in a row yeah thanks buddy and <laughs> and obviously jesse same thing with you we we got together almost every sunday morning there at the gym for probably six months or so oh yeah and we would record for you know two or three hours i remember rolling up unlocking the back door coming in turning the lights on setting up my tripod that sort of thing yeah i mean it's just like it's uh it's it's great to be well first off be back with you guys but i don't want to reminisce because none of your listeners give a shit about that um, I mean, they might they might but i highly doubt they do but tying it back to kind of like who we work with and why they work with us I think that kind of goes back to being your voice, right? Like, putting it out there. Because those people are going to seek you out when they find you. Like, oh, I think he's knowledgeable. I think he's funny. Maybe he's good-looking. I don't know. You know, Maybe. whatever. Maybe, Maybe, Zach. I mean, he is good-looking. When they see you. He is good-looking. They're <laughs> Please. both good-looking. Please. When they see Doc, Doc Riley. But uh, I feel like it helps kind of give them a place to go uh, a place of refuge if you will um, right because right i will also say like and i'm raising my hand and i don't know why i had to tell you that <laughs> but um a lot of clients that i see that have never seen me before i'm just very candid and very honest with them but at the same time like i'm i'm very much a confidence builder and an optimist and, um that sort of thing in terms of how i direct my language to them and I don't think a lot of people get that yeah at other practitioners like they I'm not trying to throw orthos into the bus because I'm sure that there's great orthos out there but they I get a lot of ortho, uh, people who come from orthos that talk about how fucked up they are or if it's uh, um, and again I'm not throwing any practitioner out of the bus but they go to this person or that person that say their glutes are turned off or whatever the fuck it is uh, now I'm very much spewing foul language can I say can I say you the can F say word? fuck all you want all right, all right. yeah we've, have you not heard it on the podcast before I have it's but mostly I, from me I want to be invited <laughs> I want to be invited in to say it yeah, so. no, you broke you broke the ice on this one. But <laughs> all right, all right. We cool. broke the ice a long time ago. Just, right, cool. Episode one, I said fuck. Just make him count. Yeah. Cool. So for me, like, I don't want that person to leave thinking that they're a broken piece of shit. And I'm sure that that's exactly your guys' message too. Like you, 
They come to you because they're seeking an opportunity to be a better person than what they are. Well, that's my favorite part when somebody comes in and they're like, they more or less have this sort of, they're like, oh, I'm broken, right? I, I can't, I need to fix this. And I'm like, you know what? You are perfect just the way yeah. you are. And we can work on a few things, yeah. but like, you're perfect. You're great. Yeah. And then let's, you know, let's figure out what works for you, what you like, what you don't like, and let's run with it. Bingo. Honestly, Zach's complete opposite. <laughs> Your shit's broken. Honestly, I you're tell. wrong. How dare you even step foot in front of me? Wrong. <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is these these toddlers playing at the in the table behind us. A, I have that Buzz Lightyear uh, action figure. Do you? Yep. And they're playing with dinosaurs. Ooh, and as we all know, huge. dinosaurs. Yeah, he's a Jurassic Park fan. Yeah. Are my go-to toy to play with. So I'm exceedingly jealous of the Toy Story and dinosaur combo okay. that these kids got going on. I'm, help me. Who, who wrote Jurassic Park? The book? Yes. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. Thank my you. Man. Michael my Crichton. man. My man. Michael Crichton. Um, to pump your ego a little bit, so one of my clients loves your content. <clears throat> and if we have a chance tomorrow that we can all cross paths, she wants to meet you. Oh, no way. I shit you not. Oh, my God. I'm so, like, flattered. <laughs> yeah, she's wonderful. Can I, can I bring a topic up? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be juicy. Okay. You guys talk some big game about how much you don't like memes. I, I talk a big game. And you're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else? Yours are really funny. I have to admit, every time I watch them, I'm like, this is really good. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to spill the tea a little bit. Okay. If you will. <laughs> that's, that's as far as I go right there. You know the irony of this is like, I didn't realize it, but sometimes when I get sarcastic, most of my stuff is public meme version. I think it's more about, I, I, I'm not trying to like fire shots at anybody. I think it's more funny than anything. Um, if I'm being honest, like the reason that I do, because we're talking about reels at this point, right? Other than for playing the snare drum behind us while we're recording a podcast. <laughs> no, we're talking about the snare drum behind us. <laughs> it's a pretty good beat though. She's yeah. staying on well, those, tempo. Those, it's the brontosaurus trying to get into the uh, table is what's okay. going on. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'm glad that so I'm So they're having a good time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so are we. it makes yeah. great quality podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. I'm, I don't know if you guys can hear this or not, but this is the part where we start like doing the ASMR. <laughs> if you guys are into that. We're doing like some of this. Yeah. Andy's got it. <laughs> but honestly, kind of tying back into what we were talking about, honestly, the reason why I, I do reels is because I feel like it displays my personality. Um, I try to make them as informative as I can. Like, you know, it's like 30 seconds. Like, what can you possibly do in 30 seconds? Because that's the attention span for most people when they're going through social media. They want that quick thing and then they're done. And then they'll come back on and then we'll do it again. And so for me, if like I can get them to laugh about it or something like that, then perfect, great. Then I've done my job. Maybe they stick around or read the caption. 
amazing. What say you, Zach? <laughs> oh yeah. You guys into that? That's a good beat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. You guys into that Stegosaurus? <laughs> that uh, the old Stegosaurus drum roll? Okay. Um, they're having a good time. Cute kids. Um, what's my take on on what? Length of content? No, the memes. Memes. Yeah, yeah, memes. Um, no, 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 no. I just want to know, like, how do you reach to your audience? Oh, how do I reach my yeah. audience? Because you're so diverse in, like, the YouTube, Instagram, that sort of thing. Like, uh, I guess my first question is, who do you feel like you reach to the most in terms of platforms? And then the second question would be, kind of tying back to our very initial part of, why do you think that they are drawn to you? Well, I will say... Historically, it's been Instagram, mm-hmm. where people first uh, met you, first first see me and my content. Yeah, you showed um, up at the doorstep with the corsage, maybe like a little weird suit, if you will, but kind of a dumpy car. <laughs> but you're so endearing, and the parents are so nice. You have such a way of painting. Painting the image. And they're like, yeah. Weaving a story. I'm ready to go to prom with this guy. <laughs> that's that's my that's my image. I yes. go to prom with this guy. Yes. Oh, I totally would. Um, <laughs> I've seen his dance moves and yeah. Wait, you can dance? Um <laughs> Here's the th- alright, hold on. Here's the thing. So I wasn't there. But here's the thing about dancing. I don't think it's so much about being good. Is it is about being willing. Also, I there love the he's fact very that very willing. He's willing. That's I'm the only. Willing. That's all that matters. I love the fact that Andy dropped the first. So here's the thing. So here's of this the podcast. Thing. <laughs> so listen, man. Um, yes. No. Am I a good dancer? I guess that's in the eye of the beholder. But I love totally. to dance in the sense that which is I, all that matters. I love you know, like yeah. I love music. I love obviously like, you know. I think there's a lot of parallels to be drawn with, like training. Like, to me, you go out and you dance, depending on the environment. You're this just, kid's you know, dancing. He's maybe, maybe, yeah, right. maybe you go to Stomp, the, the play. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I love to dance. Am I good at it? I'm, no. Um, but I have a good time. I think you're good and enough. And so well, do the people around there's me. There's a threshold. So, and I also, sidebar, I also think that dancing is a very underrated warm-up to a workout. And so I feel like you underrated. should tie it back into what you t- talked about earlier. You did a was it an interpretation dance or was it just like a dance class? Or? It, was, it was a dance class. Okay, well, you come, took the warm up. I took the warm up from that dance class and I implemented it at the gym because it was uh-huh. that much fun. And it was it's silly. So we can come back to this because we we have another topic. But if, if we remember in ten or fifteen minutes to come back. Oh, to an elephant never forgets. Dance warm up back to Zach um, so back to me so historically it's been Instagram lately in the past year or so it's been YouTube okay I, I agree yeah yeah so the, I've seen your YouTube brother the short the Ooh. short what's the number the short answer to your wow. question Wait. is it a big number you getting paid mm-hmm. oh yeah buddy how do you deal with that yeah we're getting that we're getting that AdSense revenue good work yeah man yeah oh, you I'm getting always paid. here at least you're getting hate 
Or paid. No, paid. Paid. You're getting paid. I'm yeah. sure if, if you get paid, you get hate. That just comes I'm sure you it. get some negative comments. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too busy getting, like, weird, like, some code thing that probably some hacker is trying to do. That's well, all you're I'm getting. Well, you're, you're getting the spam. Uh, total spam. Spam. And listen, that'll go away over the course of time. Yeah. No, um, so I think I think what we're really getting at here is how how does one portray their personality on the internet in an effective and efficient manner. Yeah. And I've taken a shotgun everything but the kitchen sink approach. Which is the best way to do it if you ask me. So you know, so I'll do I'll do quick you know, uh, like text-based posts on Instagram. I'll do, you know, um, three-hour-long workshop videos on YouTube and everything in between. So to me, um, I like to uh, I like to do it all, and I don't know. Different different things come more or less natural to me over the course of time, but I think if you're good at what you do, I think part of it is being able to draw from both of those ends of the spectrum. Totally. Like you should be able to chat for three hours about what it is that you do, and you should also be able to sum it up in like a meme. Agreed. Yeah. Um, as far as, and so this is like a common theme if you guys listen to the podcast, because I am a super fan. Um, <laughs> Andy does talk quite a bit about how much he loathes social media. Loathes. Loathes. Um, my question, no, I don't, I've okay. got a question first. Okay. You're going to listen. <laughs> this is my time. I'm okay. on the podcast. That's true. <laughs> this is the Jesse Riley special. Yes. If I was listening to the podcast, then you would be talking, all right? So calm down. <laughs> My question to you is, I think that you're really good at written format. Okay. In, and there's multiple different aspects of that. Like, what route would you rather take? Would you rather do something that is like a blog post? Would you rather do something that is like a, um, like a book type thing? What route would you go? <clears throat> Uh, so going back to I would say there's like three different avenues I, if I can keep if I can keep a video under 60 seconds okay. or a story which a, a single frame of a story is 15 seconds if I can keep something that I want to say to we'll just broaden it to less than 60 seconds less than 60 seconds then I would say it I don't mind writing captions if I'm going to write I, I'm more um I'm more inclined to write, not because I'm any good at it, but because it gives me a moment to like collect my thoughts. Um, I also find that I'm pretty spastic. You've probably heard this on the podcast. If anybody's listening, like I'm very, um, I use a lot of words. You're and, verbose, and yes, only fifty percent. Right, I'm verbose, and only about fifty percent of them. Want to go back? Yeah. <laughs> Only about half of them really, like, say what I'm trying to say. So, like, when I'm trying to speak on a topic, if you were to watch me in the gym working with clients and they ask me a question, I am, I'm learning and, and doing a better job of not saying anything for about 30 to 60 seconds. Okay. 
because I'm trying to get better at, in the moment, collecting my thoughts and driving a point home as succinctly as I possibly can. And in fitness, you guys know this, in fitness, there's no real black and white answer. It's not like someone's like, should I lift heavier, heavy and fewer reps or lighter and it's not a yes or no question. It's a, It depends, and here's the advantages and disadvantages of those different choices. And so I'm, I'm trying to get better about when I respond to a question, like this one, mm-hmm. using fewer words to convey a message. Writing allows me to do that in a, a much more controlled environment. Okay. So I can sort of, like, for, for proverbial, lack of a better word, whatever, bleed on paper and they clean it up and it gives me a, it just gives me a better chance to like get the point home without messing around for 10,000 words or whatever um, so Zach can we go back and look at the transcript and how many words he just said for that right. answer right y'all <laughs> so that's what I'm saying so this is why I don't like to be on camera because I don't think I can do it quickly and succinctly I'm not I don't I'm just not good at it well you know I am actively coaching people on how to be succinct in their communication. I'd, I'd be happy to work with you on it. I don't necessarily think that you need work on it, so I think you're perfect just the way you I are. I think, yeah, exactly, I, I agree. Like, I think that people love you for you. Like, you are a person that, um, it's just a personality like that they love about you like they that that is the personality that they are drawn to it's eccentric y'all that's a very nice compliment thank you it should be yeah it's pretty (laughs) oh we're locking hands (laughs) did i not tell you oh we're elbowing and all right pound pound elbow did we not talk about the covid time did we not talk about the hand the hand hugging thing when i saw you i don't think so i don't think so what is that i never told you the hand hugging story No. no tell it right now on air yeah i mean why not yeah. yeah. I'll try to be succinct. We had a stomp, like, reprise behind us for a little right. bit. So, here's what happened. Um, a girlfriend of ours brought her new boyfriend into town. She lives in Atlanta now. Brought her new boyfriend, now husband, now father of her unborn child. Uh, but they were just dating at the time. So, she brought him to Nashville. And it was on our anniversary, like, three or four years ago. And his name, she got... It's not HIPAA. I didn't work with him. Nah. His name is Sean. Sean. He's a cool ass dude. So we met them for drinks cool right ass before. Sean. We met them for drinks right before our anniversary dinner. CAS, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For short. So cool ass Sean. We're and, trying to get ten thousand words or less. And you guys are distracting me from the story. So anyway, we're getting drinks before Megan and I go to our anniversary dinner date. We're meeting up, hanging out, whatever. Sean and I are hitting it off. Right and left. They kind of, you know, that kind of weird bro. Oh, totally. Where you're like, what the fuck? This guy's amazing. He likes all the same shit I like. Ah! Like I'm going to marry this guy. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to come back to FMS. Okay. All right. So, anyway, Sean and I are hitting it off. And eventually, I don't know what it was that we were hitting it off on, but we went to High Five. And I don't know if I did it or if he did it. It was and perfect, wasn't it? It was perfect. We had a high five, and as our hands hit, they clasped oh, in a hand hug. Oh, wow. And ever since then, I've turned this into like a thing that I do with close friends 
in intimate moments like we just had a minute ago when you guys were saying really nice things about me, mm-hmm. I do a little hand hug and it feels really good. Oh, yeah. And so the irony of all this is that Sean didn't know that I turned this into a thing until like a year later. We like <laughs> I would have loved to have seen his expression. <laughs> We were, you told him this we were story. using the Marco Polo app during COVID. Do you all know the app? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were using the Marco Polo app, and I sent that message to Lindsay and Sean, and I was like, I just need Sean to know that I, a year later, and I was doing it all the time, every day or every other day, whenever I could, I was hand-hugging people. It was a, like a whole thing. And so I told Sean about this, and now he knows. He's in on it. And so I do the, I, it's called, I call it a hand-hug, and it feels really nice. But I only do it with people I'm close with in like special intimate moments and you all said really nice things about me which is why I hand hug you but yes I'm very eccentric and I'm very verbose sorry thank you for sharing and that hits 10,000 alright that's 10,000 words (laughs) (laughs) so more about you Jesse more about you so so obviously we've alluded to how we met how you and Andy got together so what's your Enneagram well, yeah. so the big the detail question. is you moved away from I us know. a couple years ago. And Zach and I are both very sour about that. What a deep bag <laughs> We're um, still very sour about it. Yes, I did move to Denver. Um, yes, I do love it. I'm sorry. I do love here. So I... Uh, one more time, it's... Uh, Redheaded what? Stranger. 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 Okay, this is a taco <laughs> place. Um, I had this the last time. I think before. I think we had left. We came back and we were doing a taco crawl with um, my wife Hillary and some of her friends, and we stopped there for breakfast tacos. I will say that. Uh, is West as Denver is? The tacos are honestly better here. Woo. In Nashville? Yeah. All right. And I think it's because I'm a meat eater. This, I mean, I love meat, but man, that place had amazing tortillas. And so I had like the, um, I had the chorizo breakfast one. Oof. And then I had, I think it was number seven, which was like a pulled pork or something along the lines. Incredible. Both of them. Um, Long-winded way to say, uh, we we met in Nashville, we moved to Denver, we've been living there for a little over three years now at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Three years. Was it 2017? 2018. 2018. 2018. And we do love it there. I think it's great. I think we're also around, and this is not to... uh, disdain national area but you're just around a lot more people that are more proactively active like they like to do stuff and it's I mean, nice to be around that Colorado's the least obese state in the entire United States I would say yeah between them and I think I also read that like Minneapolis or Minnesota yeah yeah Minneapolis is a super fit well in city we noticed that when we visited last year was that Everybody was paddleboarding, canoeing, kayaking, cycling, hiking, walking, whatever. Yeah, you guys should chill out. <laughs> That's I mean, kind of honestly, what I tell a lot of my I clients. mean, weed is legal. Why don't you guys just chill out? Yeah. Why don't you get running 200 miles a week? 
I love to know. I mean, that's another good like argument against the whole like weed makes you lazy. Like <laughs> that's a good Colorado. point. Like yeah. Colorado. Like you guys can have all the legal dope you want, and yet legal dope. I'm sorry. You, you can sound like you, you sound all like right. a narc. I, I am. I'm basically a narc. I'm. I'm a. Su- I'm a super narc. So. And, and yet, but obviously you guys have the mountains, you have the beautiful lakes and the scenery and all the, all the places to go and the things to do. Um, and when Andy and I made a visit last year for your birthday, uh-huh. we, did Love a, it, by the way. we did a little, we did a little excursion up the Manitou. Right? I was going to say, I hope I don't butcher the pronunciation, but I believe it is the Manitou Incline yeah, in yeah. Colorado Springs area. Um, a mile straight up. That was so much fun. I loved it. I mean, if I'm being honest, it was a barn burner. It was a yeah, super barn burner. But I, I would say that you, as my collective friends here, are probably the more fit or fittest individuals that I hang out with as far as friends go. Yeah, do a (laughs) finger hug real quick. Mm. (laughs) Did it feel good? Yeah, it does. And he has very warm hands. Warm embrace. Very good. He's been keeping his hands in his armpits that's, all That's why that comedian, that comedian last week when we went to Zany's was like, that's a sticky hand. I was like, I've been holding him right here, bro. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, that's, an ex- that's a boot cut podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say that, yeah, that was so fun. I loved doing that with you guys. That whole day was fun. Yeah, it was. I was yeah. really jazzed about it. So all that to say, Jesse is a good friend of ours. He is... On the one hand, unfortunately, in Denver, which is uh, what eight hundred, a thousand miles away. I don't know. It's three. It's, it's too like far. About three hours of flight. A little longer. Wow. Too far. Yeah. Too far. But it's great to have someone who lives up there, so we have an excuse to come up to visit. Totally. And now, what's very exciting, which is a bit of a recent development, is you have grown into your own space your own practice whoa baby so how's that been oh man well i mean first off ask yourself should i open a business during covid (laughs) and if your initial answer is no then probably don't but if you're on the fence then andy and i say maybe so (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, to answer your question, Zach, it's been going great. It's super steady. Uh, we, uh, I'm being forthcoming here to the audience. We talked about this a little bit beforehand. Steady to me is great, which means that I like to have a little bit of time for creative space. I like to have a little bit of time to do what I do on a daily basis, which is very much like analytical. Like when I'm working with someone, to some degree, I flex my creative bones, if you will. Or muscles, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Jeez. Just flexing bones. Ask, ask Zach how it goes with flexing bones. <laughs> you can flex them. They just don't they, go back. They won't, they won't flex back, though. Um, so, oh, man. So, yes, it's been going well. I get to flex my creative muscles. I get to flex my analytical muscles. It makes me a business uh, owner as much as it makes me a rehab professional. As much as it makes me a content creator, too. Is this our Bill Withers? It's the same guy. Y'all. Y'all. Bringing it home with a Bill Withers. We're diving in right now. What time are we at? Oh, Oh, yeah. Perfect. 
So we don't want to wrap it up yet. Not yet. But we're so, getting close, Zach. You calm down over here, there. Here's the here's the beauty about. <laughs> so what you were saying about being like being steady, but being able to like like create space, like cre- like creative work, and you know be a business owner and so on. It this is gonna be fucking trite or whatever. Bringing it back to like training. Trite. You? Yes. Wow. Is that the right word? I think I'm using it right. I don't remember. Anyway, bring back to training. You can't maximize all the things all the time. Right? Like, you can be... That's pretty trite. You can be really... <laughs> I don't know. I need to look this up. I'm going to Google it here in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Okay. But, like... It's the opposite of verbose, in my opinion. Okay. So, all that is to say, like, you can be a great practitioner mm-hmm. and be super fucking busy but if you have other interests you're gonna crowd that out yeah like it's like anything whether you're rehabbing an injury or you're trying to train for a special event or whatever you can't be and do all the things all the time totally and so i do like the the sort of um the the simile or whatever between business life and training life is that if you want to create time for these other endeavors you can't maximize the one thing at like and because you're going to expend or whatever the time that you can use doing other things you want to do. I will uh, expand on that point in the sense of kind of coming back to the Denver area. Everybody wants to do something. Whether it's I want to run 200 mile races or I want to hide 14ers or Jeez. maybe I, I want to do obstacle course racing. Like I've got a guy now that he's a good dude. He's uh, he's from Arkansas, and he's got kind of that twang. Like, I love... So I'm from Southern Illinois, in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> now you know, because I said y'all. <laughs> but um, he he has that kind of Southern twang, and I love kind of having that in Denver, because mm. it kind of reminds me of home a little bit. It reminds me of Nashville, and I, I of course I miss Nashville. What is that? What? Oh, you're just scratching yourself. No, I'm, I'm itching. I thought you were like mimicking something. Oh no, I'm not giving you a. Uh, I'm not giving you baseball signs <laughs> like a like a catcher. You gotta wipe your chest when it's yeah, clean. Yeah, okay? no, no. There's no. There's no. There's no uh, hidden messages here. But the to podcast um, listeners can't hear. But to kind of finish that topic up, like I, everybody's got something there, and it makes it kind of easy as a in terms of like what the goal is right like right. they have a goal well, Zach, Zach is just vibing right well, now well that's the nice thing about like at least in that I arena I woke up vibing <laughs> that, and at least in that arena they have like a very specific goal which means that you're like as a practitioner or as a coach it sort of helps guide your decision making totally totally when people are like I just want to start lifting weights and getting fit and I'm like well that means different things to different people. To different people. Yeah. So, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts. The way that I like to program a right workout or whatever tries to check as many boxes as I reasonably can. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have people that are like, I just, I just want to start getting in shape. And I'm like, well, can we be more specific? Totally. <laughs> oh, man. When it's so short, it's like, where are you going with I just this? want to be in shape. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Do you want to deadlift a house? <laughs> or do you just want to look good in your bikini at the beach? We can do both, I guess. I don't know. Give me some feedback. You guys want to move your beach house? Yeah. Perfect. I got you. Yeah. Group sessions. 
So, all this to say, Jesse, it's been uh, really cool to see you grow into your own, to see you make a big move up to Denver, to see you get married, to be a part of your wedding, mm -hmm. to be involved in your bachelor party, mm -hmm. have, have all been some of the biggest highlights of of my last few years of, of life. So I want to say thank you for your friendship. Thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for being the service provider that you are, the type of coach and trainer that you are. Um, so as we skate into the last oh, few minutes. Unfortunately, but yes. As we Anybody could hear skate on the radio. As we skate into the last couple minutes of this podcast, is there anything that you wanted to say or, or wrap up with here? I think the overarching concept of this entire thing is we're all talking about the same thing. Um, is that at the end of the day, we're helping people who want to be helped and with a person who feels like they can help them best. And you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it open for the last, like, five minutes for open discussion. In my opinion, there's three different types of people in the sense that people who have a specialty that want to be specialized in their specialty, people that want to just get going, have no idea how, so they need the education, and people that just don't have the time but know how to do it themselves. And those, I think, are the three people that we probably help the most. Would you guys agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. And I think that that is all perfectly fine. That's nothing to say of, like, uh, some n negative thing, but more in the sense of, like, every everybody needs someone to love sometimes. Love it. And that's how we end it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> almost. Almost. I, uh, there's, there's so many little sayings and, and uh, memes that we could harken back to. But I will say this. He said this. that so negatively. <laughs> Just, I'm turning on Business Act right now. Oh, okay. Turning right. on Business Act. I will say that we couldn't let a Bill Withers song go by. Totally. Especially on this podcast, without without making a little fun of yours truly, Zach Henderson, on misunderstanding a classic Bill Withers song. Ooh, I think everybody has to know. Last year, uh -huh. when we were visiting you in Denver, we were at this bar and we were actually chatting with the guy who owned the kitchen next door, who was a bit of a music nerd, and had... He had a lot of golden oldies, had a lot of, well, so I'm not exactly sure, like, who was controlling the radio, but the idea was that we were talking about music. And that Bill Withers song uh -huh. came on. What is it, Zach? The song itself is, is called <laughs> Lovely Day. Uh-huh. Lovely very Day. Well, very well known. Very well So, known. in any case, so we were in this bar, and that song was playing, and I was like, oh, like, this sounds like that Bill Withers song diving in uh-huh <laughs> and you and andy were like what what <laughs> what song i was like you know diving in diving in. Was, oh yeah it is this song diving in diving in 
you guys started laughing. We did. Started laughing with me. As I'm sure you all are at this point. Laughing with me. I'm listening with you. It's the song is obviously called Lovely Day, but if you if you actually hear the song in real time, thank you so much. It sounds like he's singing diving in, diving in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diving in. I'm nodding, but I'm also shaking my head at the same time. <laughs> so So just add that to the list of mistaken lyrics. Uh-huh. Bill Withers diving in. Also known as Lovely Day. So whenever Whenever Andy and I reference a little, a little diving in into the podcast, now you know. it's or an inside yard- joke that now all of our listeners are privy to. Or yard work. We're, like, we're gonna be diving into this yard we're work. We're gonna be diving in. <laughs> we so have some yard work tomorrow. Yeah, we'll some yard work. Yeah, and it's and you know it's obviously like your reticular activation system picks up every time you hear the song now. So it's a quite a popular song. So every time I hear it, I text you guys. Oh, I'm gonna tomorrow when we're all hanging out like publicly. If there's music, I'm gonna request it for the three right, of deal. us. Every time I hear it, I'm like, guys, I Everybody was having breakfast go. this morning, or just the other day. Live I band. Was... Blake Shelton is playing. Uh, excuse me, excuse sir. Me, can sir? you play "Diving In" <laughs> by Bill Withers? Please. <laughs> so I just thought that that was special that a Bill Withers song came on, which obviously was "Use Me." If you heard that like ten minutes ago, so. Um, not exactly lovely day, but close enough for me to bring up the inside joke that now all of our listeners can can join in on. So if you have a funny story of a misheard lyric, we would love to hear it. Probably a billion of them. We'll have to, we'll have to readdress this tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, Jesse, so great to see you again. So glad to have you back at the old stomping grounds here wow. in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you. Like, listen, without you. Listen, man. Listen, man, without you, Andy and I would not have probably become the friends that we are now. I think the trip that we made last year went a long way. I I was going to say, that that was like the first time that we ever spent like a lot of time together. Yeah. We had like crossed paths, but like never really hung out. Yeah. Until we were, we didn't fly on the same plane, but once we got to Denver. Yeah. Yeah. It's like dating and living together. You gotta, you gotta do the living together before you know. He's right, the one. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The camaraderie <laughs> is real. We had, we had to take the weekend trip before we committed to a podcast together. <laughs> totally. I get it. So, so Jesse, thank you for that, and obviously Andy, as I've said before, thank you for, uh, for humoring me on this whole podcast thing. I think that are we gonna um, do a three for a three for, way? For one, we should do a three way uh, hand hug, finger hug, oh, hand hug. There we go. But I also think that we should compliment Zach. I agree. So, that sultry voice. I'll I'll start in the sense that Zach is someone who is naturally built to motivate other people around him, and he's done that with me. He's done that with you. Mm-hmm. And I've sat down on other Zoom calls where he's done it with many, many other people around the U.S. And it's only a matter of time before many, many, and one more many, other people take notice. Because you have a lot to say, and it's all the right things to say, and you say it in a way where I think people are going to listen to it. Because they clearly are already. So. Well, thank you, bro. I, I really appreciate that. I think if there's 
If there's one thing... You don't have to reply to it. I was saying, it's my turn. Yeah. You've got the face. You've got the face. This is your turn the... to shut up. Yeah. Oh, okay. You've got <laughs> the face. Sorry. You've got the voice Sorry. of a star. I think people gravitate towards it. And, you know, you often thank me for, for the accountability of, of this podcast, but I don't, it goes both ways. I don't think I would show up. I would drink beer, but I wouldn't show up and drink beer and podcast with you if it were not for you. And we've talked about this before, off air and on air, that in terms of content production, I would most likely do nothing. And and you sort of, in a weird way, like like initially, dragged me kicking and screaming into doing more content. Because you saw that maybe I have something to say in 10,000 words. <laughs> and here we are. So I, I appreciate you motivating me and keeping me honest and doing the thing. There we go. I said doing the thing. Doing the thing. You're doing right. The thing. Well, thanks guys. Thanks guys. I think I think honestly, if there's one trait that you need to have if you want to be a successful coach is what we're alluding to here, which is seeing the potential in other people and being excited about sharing the journey with them. Have a sultry voice and Bingo. be gorgeous. All of those things. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, anything else? No. I think it's uh, time to cut it off. Agreed. A to Z to J. Oh. No BS. Thank you so much for listening. How dare you? We'll see you next time. Goodbye, guys.